Oh, baby, Summer League is over. Free agency is basically over. The playoffs are very far away, but let's talk about them. But who knows? Maybe I won't even do a podcast next week. Let's talk some Knicks without a knack. It's no secret. Holy fucking shit, here we are back again, more unqualified, unadulterated, and extremely unsatisfying rants on the New York Knickerbockers. You're listening to the Without a Knack podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Quigley. Summer League is over, gang. It's over. There's really not anything to talk about. The Knicks have made their moves. We've seen our rookies play a little bit. We have a long two-month stretch Barring a signing of a, of a, of a Theo Pinson, barring a, a, a Frank Nielakina return, uh, you know, barring, you know, like Dennis Smith Jr. signing with a team and talking about how the Knicks fucked up his development. You know, some, some juicy story, uh, you know, up until preseason that might come that we, we can't even predict. There's really not much to be done. We talked about the roster situation. I, I talked last week about how we probably need to cut Luca Vildoza uh, to make room for Dwayne Bacon. We got to figure out who our second two-way contract guy is, you know, because of uh, we already signed Jericho Sims, but we have a new, we have another slot that we don't know who the, it's necessarily going to be. If it's going to be Amir Sims, uh, we 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 don't we don't we don't fucking know, or is it going to be Luca Vildoza? We we don't know what's going to happen, but. All of the big pieces have sort of fall, fallen into place. Um, and Summer League is over. And I, I really don't want to talk too much about Summer. I really, want, I really don't want to talk too much at all because I'm tired. I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. Um, and there's really not, not very much news, but I'll, I'll do all I can. Uh, Summer League, I, I, you know, like I, I, I did all my, my reactions and it's just more of the same, more manipulative stats at the end of the day uh you know the good things uh quickly iq is second in assists you know per game behind uh peyton pritchard and in front of sharif cooper and guess who guess who was fourth you wouldn't emmanuel moutier (laughs) he's on the blazers summer league roster so quick was good with assists he you know maybe he could be a lead point guard we don't know he was up there in free throws made so he's getting to the line Oh, my guy, Deuce McBride. My guy, Deuce McBride. I'm going to be 40 fucking years old playing the, you know, the, the audio from the first podcast where I said I liked him. Uh, well, um, let's let's see if he makes it to the league first. Uh, he shot 53% from the field, 50% from three. That's right. 53% from the field and 50% from three. Point, the three-point line and uh, damn near 90% from the line. Uh, his defense was on point. He legit. He looked like he could fit on any NBA roster, and I'm going to say that about basically everyone. Uh, Grant, everyone, you know, all the people we're talking about. I'm not going to say that about Wayne Selden, but uh, Grimes. He had a huge last game with the 26 points. Uh, Summer league. He shot. He shot 40 percent from three. You know, the shot really came around. He took nine threes a game. Oh man. Uh, he averaged six boards a game, which was cool. He was, you know, you could see that he was trying to, uh, put the ball on the floor a little bit, which was nice. Um, you know, uh, our guy Jericho, he averaged eight and eight, nothing fucking wrong with that. Nothing wrong with what Jericho Sims. He was a big surprise. 58 overall, 
and he had that performance. Good on him. Uh, the negatives, you know, IQ didn't shoot tremendous. He shot less than 30% from three, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's okay. I told you Rokas is going back to Spain. He's not going to see a minute of NBA time this season. Uh, and Vildoza, we really didn't get to see him much, right? He was hurt. So, uh, again, I really would much rather cut him and sign, uh, sign like, Theo Pinson. I, I, or, you know, I, I said the plan should be, if I was running things, which I'm so not, thank God, uh, I would trade Knox for a couple picks because I feel like somebody's eventually going to give up some picks for him, and uh, he can have an opportunity. I think he's a good player, Knox, but I just don't see – he's not going to have a future on this team. Um, you know, cut Vildoza, let him, you know, explore opportunities. He probably signed uh, under the impression that he was going to get some guard minutes and they just don't exist for him here right now because we got Kemba uh, and Derrick Rose and IQ and now Deuce McBride. We have too many guys, and that's not to mention the fact that more often there's going to be a huge chunk of time that our offense won't be running through a point guard. It'll be running through Fournier. It'll be running through RJ, Randall, uh, you know, Alec Burks at times. Like, that, that's going to happen. Um, and if Luca Vildoza thinks he's an off-ball player, that's fine too. But we got plenty of, we got plenty of uh, 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 you know, off-ball players too that we don't necessarily need Luca Vildoza. Um, so I would like to see him gone and, and, and Theo Pinson back, who apparently is not re-signing with the Bucks. So it sounds like he's available uh so i'd love to see him back uh i feel like there was a fucking tweet that i okay uh ob ob made uh all summer league first team which was cool iq got snubbed he was the only nick uh on there so he had a good summer league again he looked he looked hot and cold everybody looked hot and cold but again it's it's really summer league nobody should really give a fuck particularly the co-mvps were davion mitchell uh of the kings and cam thomas of the fucking Nets. Uh, Davion Mitchell, I'm not going to slander. He seems he seems pretty legit. Uh, he seems like a pest on defense. Cam Thomas, man, he just... It, you have to realize, and, and Jonathan Macri on the Knicks Film School podcast sort of summarized this uh, perfectly almost. The thing that you need to remember about Summer League is that these are people who have never played with each other before. They just never played with each other. They're, they're thrown in to a gym with a coach who probably really hasn't coached much. Dice, I mean, he's he's been with Tibbs forever, and he was a video guy, and he spent the year with it. But he's never really coached. This was He was the first Asian-American or Asian, uh, you know, coach, uh, person to, to coach an NBA kind of game. There was some stat, you know, good on him, and he did a fine job uh, of, you know, sort of organizing the, the troops. But these guys, like, practice for two days, and then they have a game. Um, so that's why it really doesn't mean much. They're not, they don't really have time to organize, uh, you know, an NBA strategy. And that's, that's not even saying that they, they, you're, you're playing against non-NBA players mostly, either very young, talented NBA players who are going to make a lot of rookie mistakes or players that will like, you know, tried to make it to the NBA and failed or likely will never make it to the NBA. Uh, so the competition is down. You can't really strategize and, and you know, work on what your role should be. So the reason a guy like Cam Thomas, if you ask me, I'm sorry if you're a Cam Thomas guy and I'm slandering your 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 man. Uh, but, you know, he he's he's just a bucket. He's he's one of those guys who will just bully you, who will get to the line, who will take advantage of the refereeing, can't really shoot, but is just a bucket. There's a reason Jabari Parker isn't an all star. There is a reason that guys like that aren't really prominent in the league. 
you need to be able to shoot. You need to be able to play defense unless you are Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, guess what? He can play defense and he can shoot a little bit. But you can't just be a scorer. But that's the thing. These guys, these guys are just playing pickup. And, of course, they're just going to bully you and, and score. And that's what Cam Thomas did. Um, so I'm sorry to slander him, but, you know, Summer League really doesn't mean much. Uh, but it, it, there are some things that can translate. Here's a Tommy Beer tweet. Uh at Tommy Beer, of course. He covers the Knicks. Encouragingly, it was clear that hashtag Knicks Summer League coaches had the team hunting three-point shots in Las Vegas. Among all 32 teams in Vegas, New York ranked first in average three-point makes per game, 14.2, first in three-point percentage, 38%, third in three-point attempts per game, 37.2. That's good fucking news. That's good fucking news uh, because it, it it shows you that they're just looking to complement the core that they're that they're building. They're looking to install defensive fundamentals, defensive philosophy, d- defensive tenacity, and say when you are open, take the fucking shot. When you are open, please take the fucking shot. Don't pass it up. You're we drafted you because you're a good shooter. Use your skill, and that's good. And that's why I didn't want a guy like Cam Cam Thomas or Jalen Johnson. These guys who are showing off in summer league. But I don't know how well they're going to complement their respective NBA teams. It's just the way the league is now. So you know, I mean, it, it's encouraging. I really liked. I, I really liked what what they had to do. Um, you could see that they were getting after it at defense. They were taking shots. Um, you know, and it, from what I saw, at the very least, you can't watch what uh, Deuce did, what Grimes did, what Sims did, particularly. You can't watch what they did and say, those guys cannot help my NBA team this year. Certainly, you can't say it about going forward. They looked legit. But, you know, I mean, are these guys going to crack the rotation? We'll talk about it in a second. Um, But I, I really couldn't find a fault with it. I really was not upset at all. And they were just fun to watch, man. They were just fun. They, they got after it every night. Um, the rotation's tight. The rotation is tight. I got, I got through it. Thibodeau only plays 10 men. He will only play his top 10. And all of those spots are taken. Kemba Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitch. Boom. That's your starting five. Backup. Rose, IQ, uh, who the fuck? Uh, uh, Burks, Obi, Noel. Those are your 10 guys. So barring some injury, you're not going to see these guys. Deuce probably has the best chance to play. Deuce probably will he because I mean Thibodeau really isn't one for resting guys. But if you watch the, <laughs> it was pretty funny the uh, the the Kemba uh, the Kemba uh, uh, press conference because you know they announced everybody, and we'll get into you know where everything where all the free agent signings and and that they announced and I'm not going to get into too many too many numbers but. Um, in the in the press conference, somebody asked him about. I think it was Begley that asked him about playing back to backs. He said, "You're gonna have to ask that man." And he pointed to Tibbs, and Tibbs says, "Ah, oh, he's playing." I don't know about that. I mean, I I mean, it'd be cool to see Kemba Walker every night, but is that really what's best for the team? Is that is that really what's best for the longevity of the longevity? Fuck, is that is that really what's best for the longevity of the Knicks season this year? to have Rose and Kemba just split minutes down the middle. I hope that they're able to hold up against it. I really hope that their knees are able to, <laughs> to you know, withstand the length of a season. Um, am I very confident? No. But 
I feel encouraged having seen the playmaking that IQ has shown, the growth that I'm uh, that we are all projecting from RJ. Uh, you know, Burks is going to be back. I'm cool with him being my secondary ball handler. You know, in case, in a pinch, yeah, I'm 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 really cool with it. Um, and then especially seeing Deuce play, man. Uh, you know, so if one of these guys needs, you know, Rose or Kemba needs a few games to um to you know heal up. Uh, you know, get off their feet for for a little bit. I'm cool with Deuce getting some time. I I, I really do see that happening. Um, what will piss me off is if Luca Vildoza gets that time. I really don't. I don't want to see him anymore. I'd much rather see Deuce than Luca Vildoza. I just will. Uh, you know, maybe I'll take this audio back in in you know in seven eight months, and I'll sound like a real fucking idiot. But I I really don't want to. I really don't want to see Luca anymore. I don't want to see it. I want my guy Deuce playing. Uh, and he seems more like a he seems like more of a Tibbs guy than than Luca. So uh, I I think out of these rookies, Deuce probably has the best chance to contribute to the team this year, just because of the the you know the state of affairs of our point guards. Um, I don't think that Grimes is going to get very much time at all. Uh, here's a, here's a little bit of a prediction from for you. I don't think that he's going to be in the rotation for the first month. I don't, I, I certainly, I mean, barring, of course, you know, this is presuming health, of course, but he's, he's our third string, small forward shooting guard, third string, right? Um, I don't think he's pushing IQ out. I don't think, I don't think anybody's really pushing IQ out. I think he's, he's proved himself enough and I think he deserves the opportunity that, that he's, he's going to get. Um, you saw it this whole summer league. He was our lead fucking point guard. You don't do that, you know. Maybe maybe he shows up the preseason and, and stinks up the joint, but he's not going to push IQ out of the way. Certainly not going to push RJ or Fournier out of the way. Um, I'm telling you right now, the second that Alec Burks hits a little shooting slump, <laughs> the second that happens, maybe he gets hurt because I know he got hurt. Uh, you know, at the beginning, of the, or maybe it was COVID. I don't fucking remember. But the second that Alec Burks gets hurt, man. People are going to start calling for his head. People are going to turn right on Burks, <laughs> and they're going to say, "We want Quentin. We want to see Quentin Grimes." And I don't blame that. I don't blame that. But uh, also, Alec Burks is a seasoned vet. He's 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 a he he has a he has a place on basically, and every NBA roster uh, in that six man role. So you know, I, I, I that's what's going to happen. Burks is going to hit a struggle, uh, and people are going to start clamoring for for Grimes, and he's not going to be in the rotation uh, for quite some time. Um, and then Sims is going to be in the G League, man. I mean, like it or not, we have three point guards on the roster. You know, we have Mitch, who, I mean, I hope he stays healthy. You know, I, I really hope he's—we're going to talk about Mitch in a second. Um, you have Noel, who you just signed to a sizable deal, um, who has proved himself, man. I, ta- I can't talk enough about New Orleans Noel, especially if, 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 if Mitch is going to keep up this, this health bullshit, you know, getting hurt every, every, every few months or whatever— uh, you need a guy like Nerlens Noel to hold shit down, um, and then even behind uh, Noel, you have Taj, man. So I don't think that Sims is getting much time. Uh, maybe maybe some injury he'll he'll get he'll get pulled up. But man, we just hey, by the way, we just signed Taj to that to that deal, right? Let me find the fucking the fucking thing. Well, okay, let me let, let's take a, a small step back. This they they announced all their signings, so we're not waiting on on numbers. We're not waiting on uh, announcements. There's no uh, there's no there's no uh, nothing up in the air. The 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 Fournier thing was not a straightaway signing. We got two second round picks, uh, with many quotes. We got two second round picks 
uh, from the Celtics. They get a trade exception that they have to use this year, which means that they can take in a large salary via trade this season. They, they, they can't do it next season. They can't combine the salary, the $17 million, uh trade exception with salary cap to trade for Bradley Beal. They can't do that. What they can do is they can trade for $17 million salary or up to it uh, and then combine eventually that player with more salary in other players to eventually trade for Bradley Beal. That could happen. Uh, but you know, who the fuck knows? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really concern this team right now. Uh, but yeah, so we got, we got two second round picks. One of them is a legit second round pick. I don't remember the exact placement or who is, whose exact second round pick it is, but it's a real second pick, uh, a real second round pick. The other second round pick is like bullshit. It's like a protected top 55, uh, you know, pick that if it doesn't convey, it doesn't convey like, it's really, it's like Miami's. It's like Miami's pick or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, we got Jericho Sims at 58. So if it does convert and it's a super low pick, it converts and it's a super low pick. Who really gives a fuck, you know? Um, So that's good. That It's good that we now have that asset to throw in a trade. That's Because that's what I've talked about it before. That's what this this regime is all about, is preparing for that big trade when that star becomes available. Um, so we, we technically traded for Evan Fournier. So we have him, we have his number, we, we, the, the big Kemba, uh, signing, he had his press conference. Here's a statement from Leon Rose. I'm getting this from Ian Begley. Uh, Leon Rose statement on re-signing Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel, and Alec Burks. Last season was about building a foundation and culture, and Alec, Nerlens, and Taj were integral in achieving that goal. It was essential for us to maintain the core of our team to sustain the progress we've made, and we value the leadership, passion, and skill these Knicks bring to our organization on a daily basis. Absolutely, absolutely. That said, that said, that said, where the fuck did I put it? Where on earth did I put it? Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, signing Taj Gibson to a two-year, $10 million deal. Uh, I mean, via an exception, I guess. I mean, I, I really got to brush up on my, my, my salary cap thing. I don't know why we're paying Taj Gibson five, five, $6 million. Um, I listened to a clip uh, from Bobby Marks on Instagram. You could, you could check him out, obviously. Everybody knows Bobby Marks. Um, and he was like, yes... It's a hefty number, but a couple things. He said, trust me, there were people in, there were teams in the NBA who were willing to give Taj Gibson that money, who wanted Taj Gibson for that money, right? Um, If Bobby Marks is saying that, I believe him. Okay, I get you. So if that's the case, that's the case. The other thing he said was, you have your roster more or less ironed out you had that money available to give to someone. Use it or lose it. So you have the money. Who are you giving it to? Tibbs is going to give it to his guy, Taj. He just is. Uh, you know, it, 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 when it comes down to those, those smaller contracts, he's going to give it to him. He's going to give it to Taj Gibson. I get that too. The final piece is it now gives you a bigger piece of salary to use in a potential future, future trade, which I get. But also, I get the outgoing salary. I get, I get that it could be useful. But are we really, we really want to trade Taj Gibson? Is that like, I mean, I get from a salary standpoint. But if we are acquiring a big trade, we don't want Taj Gibson on the vet men because once we trade got Taj Gibson, we can't immediately sign him back. We got to wait a year before we can sign him back to to a vet men deal. Um, 
And I'm not convinced that that's what's best for the team. Again, I'm, I'm projecting a lot of bullshit into the future. Um, so do I like it? In my tummy, no. In my brain, mm, kinda. In my heart, I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's a hefty number for Taj, Taj Gibson, for, for a, a center that in a perfect world doesn't play a minute of basketball. Um, but yeah. There you go. Uh, what the fuck else did I want to say about the? Yeah, that's basically it for when it comes to all the free agent things. We have to wait and see what's going to happen with the Luca thing and the two-way uh, slot, you know, whatever. That'll that'll all sort itself out. Um, I want to talk about something they talked about on, on you know, fucking first take today. Uh, how far can the Knicks go? We got all our we we got our army, man. We got our we got our men lined up. How far can we go? What's it for? What are we doing, fellas? Um, and the thing that they were talking about on first take is will they get out of the first round? <sighs> of course, Max Kellerman said no. Of course, Kendrick Perkins said no. Here's what Stephen A had to say. Let me be very, very clear to Max and Kendrick Perkins. The New York Knicks are going out of the first round. Okay? Uh, here we Let me tell you that right there. The New York Knicks. Y'all remember this. Y'all remember this. The New York Knicks are going out of the first round. New York, stand up. New York, stand up. That's right. Let me tell you something, Kendrick Perkins. Okay? Let me tell you something. Right? You ain't going to beat Brooklyn. I got you right. there. You ain't going to beat Brooklyn. You ain't going to beat Milwaukee. I'm uh-huh. not sitting up there and, and guaranteeing anybody else. I don't know, buddy. I don't, I don't know. Look, Stephen A has forgotten. This is his line. I'm stealing it blatantly. Stephen A has forgotten more basketball than I will ever know in my life. Um, and that's just true. So I respect him. But with respect, I don't see the Knicks beating any of the top four teams in the East. Uh, and that's who we're going to have to play, barring we're a four seed again. I mean, we <laughs> we we said we weren't going to be it. We we thought we we weren't going. We, we were supposed to win twenty something games last year, um, and we overachieved by you know uh, becoming a fourth seed in the East. So if we find a way to become a fourth seed again, um, and this is again, this is all presuming health. Presuming health, I don't see us beating any of the big four teams. I don't see us beating Brooklyn. That said, if the Knicks were to beat the Brooklyn Nets in a seven-game series. A seven-game playoff series. Oh, my God. I would scream about it for fucking eternities. Are you kidding me? If the Knicks beat the Nets? If Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Barrett, Evan Fournier, Kemba, and a washed-up Kemba Walker took down Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, and Blake... Are you fucking kidding me? That'd be wild. That said, they don't have a chance. They, we, we really don't have a chance. Um, the only team that has a chance to beat a healthy Brooklyn Nets is the Lakers. And even so, it's just tough to wrap your head around, you know, them losing. Um, and I hate to say it. I hate to fucking that. There's going to be plenty of Nets slander the whole season. Uh, so there's no point in using it up right now. Um, I don't see us beating Milwaukee, even though they lost P.J. Tucker. Uh, I mean, it, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Giannis is too good. Drew Holiday's too good. Middleton's too good. Um, and the, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they're not deep enough anymore, uh, and we're able to, 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 to beat them. Um, I just don't see it, man. I, I mean, I, I, it's just, it's tough to imagine this team beating the Bucks. Um, 
Philly. I mean, Philly maybe. Philly could easily suck. It depends what they get back from Simmons because they're going to trade him, right? Um, I have no idea what they're going to get. I, I have no idea what their their team is going to look like. I don't know who on earth they could possibly trade for. They could trade for Dame. They could trade for C.J. McCollum. They could trade for Bradley Beal. Or they could end up with Andrew Wiggins. Who the fuck knows what their team's going to look like. But bottom line, Embiid's fucking good. Um, you know, and they and and Tobias Harris isn't a bad basketball player by any stretch. Um, and they have some good young players to, to you know, round out their bench. So, uh, And they have Doc Rivers, who is a good coach, by the way. Um, and I don't know if we can beat Miami with Kyle Lowry. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's on the table. If you told me pick one team that you think you could beat, I want to say Miami, but that might be disrespectful because they kind of stunk last year. Um, and and they have well reason to have stunk last year with the shortened off season and Jimmy Butler, you know, it, it playing all those minutes. They, I, I understand why the Heat were bad. Um, I mean, and they weren't even bad, right? Uh, but the bottom line is, if I had to pick who's the weakest link, I want to say probably Miami, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Philly. I mean, I could see, uh, you know, if there's a Giannis injury, I think we could take down Giannis. I mean, if there's a Giannis injury, maybe we could take down the Bucks. Again, it's all about injury. If there's a severe, if there, if there's a significant injury to one of those four teams, there's a chance that we could be a top four seed, right? So, I mean, it's all. But the bottom line is, if everybody's healthy, I don't see us beating really any of those teams in a, in, a, in a seven game series. Um, but it could fucking work out. Who the hell knows? Specifically, my concerns. Specifically, my concerns. There, you know, I'm start now that the adrenaline has worn off, right? Now I'm coming down from the high. We got Kemba for nothing. We made smart, uh, you know, free, free agent decisions. We didn't do anything stupid with money. We're very clearly preparing for a trade. You know, I had a few days where, you know, I, I took a cold shower. I toweled off. All right. And I'm able to look at things with a critical eye. I don't know if Kemba is going to fit in. I'm worried that Kemba isn't going to fit in defensively, defensively. In, in his press conference, you know what? I'm just going to fucking play a little clip of the audio. Um, so I know Tiz pretty well. I know we're going to be doing a lot of closeouts. Um, I'm, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I don't like that he, I don't like that. There's something that I don't, I don't like that you're already kind of complaining about the closeouts. I know you're saying that you know there's going to be a lot of closeouts. I know that. I know you're acknowledging it. But it's difficult to point out because if I were to ever question Campbell Walker and said, ah, it doesn't sound like you're too excited. He's going to say, what are you talking about? Of course I'm excited. But if you really were excited, I don't think you would have said it. I don't think you would have said it, Kemba. Something seems a little fishy. I don't think you like closing out because you're Kemba fucking Walker coming off, you know, whatever knee procedure you had done. Of course you don't want to close out. You didn't close out a single, you know, in any of your fucking years in Charlotte. Why would you do that? But now you're going to have to switch. You're going to have to know defensive coverages. You're going to have to close out hard. You're going to have to have active hands. on the. You're not going to be able to take the defensive possessions off. Unless you start taking defensive possessions off. Now, this is not to say that Derrick Rose is not 
it, this is not to say that Derrick Rose is a perfect defender because he's not. But he's at least a smart defender. He knows what he can and can't do. Not to say that Kemba Walker isn't, but there's going to be an adjustment. There's going to be an adjustment to Tibbs' defensive system because that's Tibbs' identity. That's the identity of the team. And I worry that Kemba's not getting his, his, his back-to-backs off. He's not getting his defensive possessions off. He's not going to get the superstar treatment. So I kind of worry, and I hope I'm wrong, I worry about a little bit of drama happening. Because you tell a former superstar who has humbled himself, who has now come you know, home to New York, that he now has to play defense. And I understand he's like, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go. I'm going to come. Blah, blah, blah. I understand all that. But let's see you actually do it. Let's see you actually do it first. Um, and then, of course, the, the, his health, too. And Rose's health, too. It, 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 it kind of scares me. Um, I feel better knowing that we have Deuce McBride, knowing that quickly averaged eight assists in summer league, knowing that that's possible. And, of course, Julius Randle played a lot of point forward. You know, I'm sure R.J. Barrett is going to get better as a playmaker. We have Fournier to take, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of the brunt, if you will. Um, so I'm really, I'm really not too worried, but it would really suck to lose both of those guys. It would really suck to lose both, both those guys, and I don't see Tibbs giving them games off to give them games off. You know, maybe he'll, like, maybe, maybe we'll make up an injury. Maybe we'll say one of the guys has a bellyache and he can't play tonight. Maybe something like that will happen, but it won't be you, – you will. Ne- I promise you this. You can write this down right now. T- you will not see a Knicks player miss a game for the, the sole purpose of load management this year. You won't see it, and that's why the Knicks will never have Kawhi. You won't see it, folks. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my point guard rant. Um, RJ needs to take a step, man. We, we, in order for this team to go where it needs to go, RJ needs to become, you know, he did the 17, he, what did he do, 17 and 9 last year? Yeah, 17, seven, okay, 17, 5.8 rebounds, 3 assists. It's time to go 2021 20, on the points. It's time to go 7, 8 rebounds, and it's time to go yeah, you know, if if you give me four assists, I need steady improvement across the board from RJ. Absolutely, and I need you to I need you to keep keep nailing down threes at least at least thirty eight you know thirty seven thirty eight percent need that. Um, you know, can he take that? That's it's it's a big thing to ask. You know, adjusting you know where he was the number two option. You know, in, in essence, uh, for most of last year. He's now got he's now got Kemba and Fournier to deal with, and I'm not saying those are selfish ball hogs, but you know you're gonna have to adjust that 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 offense, that offensive play, as they are adjusting to your defensive play. So it's going to be an adjustment, and I, I have faith in Tibbs that he can you know do it as smooth as possible. Um, but it's gonna be an adjustment for sure. And then you know I mean the, the man himself, who's Julius Randle. Randall, can you repeat it? MIP, can you MIP on the MIP? Can you do it, Randall? Are you getting better, or is this it? Is this a peak? Did have we already, you know, in 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 ten years, when you know Julius Randall signs with the Dallas Mavericks or or the Denver Nuggets as their as their backup four, you know, and they're talking about it on ESPN, they're going to say, oh, Randall isn't what he used to be. Are they talking about? 
last season or are they talking about next season? We got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. I hope, hey man, I have, I have faith in you. There's no reason for you to take a step back, but let's see it again, bub. Let's see it again. Um, and then last but not least, who is Mitch? Who's Mitchell Robinson? Who are you? Are you long-term? Are you here for a while? Or are you, tri- are you, are you uh, like a, you know, are you a trade piece? Who are you, bud? Let me know. Show me. Are you healthy? Show me. Come on. Let me see some health. There's this, um, there's this, this, this thread on Twitter going around. Uh, you know, it's from, I want to, I want to say this person's Ariel. His at is a Pacheco NBA. Ariel Pacheco, 23, mostly basketball, MA in journalism. DMs are always open. So, you know, good on, good on uh, this guy because he did a sick, 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 uh, you know, Mitchell Robinson highlight thread on Twitter. You should check it out because it shows how good he can be. And he really is that fucking good. Um, Mitch saw it. It's been going around the internet. It's been going around all Nick's Twitter. Um, and it's, he really, it really is fucking phenomenal work by this guy. But Mitchell Robinson, a few minutes ago, before recording this podcast, tweeted, he quote tweeted the, the thread. He said, man, let me lock in, bro. I definitely can either get DPOY or at least be in the conversation. Hashtag personal goal. Do it. How about this? Do it, Mitch. Stay healthy. Make it a point to play 60, 70 games. Make it a fucking point. Stay on the court and you'll do it. Stay on the fucking court, bud. Stay on the goddamn court. And you'll be there. And if you're there, we'll be there. And if we're there, we're in the playoffs. We are in the playoffs. So, man, hey, I hope, hey, I wish I was more confident, enthusiastic about, about Mitch and what Mitch is going to do. Um, if, you told, if you put a gun to my head and you said, what do you think we do with Mitch? I think we eventually trade Mitch. Um, the Mitch, we, we could, the one other big thing that could happen is we could extend Mitch, but we can't extend Mitch mid season. So either he is a free agent or we extend him right now. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, that, I mean, that said, man, I, I gun to my head. I think we're going to end up trading him for a guy like miles Turner, um, or for someone else and just roll with, with Noel and Taj and Sims. Um, I could totally see that happening. I hope I'm wrong, man, because I love I love me some Mitch, and I hope he's here long term, and I hope he's healthy, and I hope everybody gets to see what you know all the all the all the dope shit that he can do. Because a lot of people don't really know about Mitchell Robinson across the fucking earth. So let's see it, babe. Let's see it. Let's fucking see it. Um, talked about the Taj contract. We did the Stephen A. audio. Uh, yeah, I really don't. Do I have any other fucking shit? In any other? Oh, okay. All right. Real quick. Uh, Knicks and Hawks. A rivalry that didn't really exist until relatively recently. We're playing on Christmas. That's a good thing. That, that's, that's a good thing. I don't know. I never quite good. I, it, like basketball isn't a big thing. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a black sheep in my family for liking basketball. Um, we really don't watch too much basketball. I'm really the only guy in my family who watches basketball. So especially on Christmas, uh, I'm very lucky to, to have a few minutes of basketball on the TV. Uh, and you know, usually I'm, you know, usually I'm a few swigs of, of Coquito or, you know, some fucking, uh, you know, a mimosa. I mean, usually I'm a few drinks deep, so I really don't get hardcore into the basketball. But this year, Knicks are playing the Hawks. 
I might have to tell the kids, hey, go go sit under the tree. You know, cousin Ryan has to watch some Knicks basketball. Uh, you can't watch your, you know, your Nickelodeon cartoons. You can't do that. Uh, you, you're more than welcome to watch the game with me. But I, I might have to take over the TV this Christmas and, you know, with my Santa hat on. Uh, it's, it should be good. It's exciting. It's good for the league. I, I really hope that it's one of the higher rated games. Um, and it's exciting. But here's, I want to talk about this fucking tweet that's going around on Nick's Twitter. Hawks Fan TV. Hawks Fan TV. Let's see how many followers you got, Hawks. I mean, I really can't talk about followers. I have about two. But he has, he or she has 2,200 followers. That's all, that's, 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 this is a representative of the Hawks. And there's only 2,200 people following Hawks Fan TV. But somehow, uh, you know, this schmuck found its way on the Knicks, Knicks Twitter. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, 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 I'm going to suck him off a little bit. We're, I'm going to, I'm going to give him what he wants. Okay. I'm going to give this person what he wants. This person, Hawks Fan TV said, in all honesty, the entire Knicks franchise should be thanking the Atlanta Hawks. Is that right? The only reason the Knicks are in asterisks somewhat relevant again is because they got beat 4-1 by the Hawks and Trey's villain narrative was born. Ooh, juicy. Knicks owe the Hawks a big thank you, all caps. You know something? I would like to thank you. Thank you, Hawks Fan TV. Thank you, Hawks Fan TV, for giving me another fucking reason to despise the Hawks. Trey Young, that little fucking gremlin. Thank you again. Thank you. I I am giving you your thank. Thank you for giving me another reason to despise the moronic group of people that are the Atlanta Hawks fan base. And the Atlanta. What the fuck is wrong with you? We owe you. We were fourth in the East. We were fourth in the East with a team that was projected to win 20-something games. Are you out of your mind? We owe you? For our relevancy, we owe you? You ever hear of Knicks for clicks, bud? You want to know why I'm doing this podcast? You want to know why I'm not afraid? Because it's probably, because people, there are so many people year-round who are willing to listen to Knicks. We have the best fan base in the world, and we have idiots like you tweeting this horse shit about how the Knicks owe the Hawks anything? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Stupid. Fucking moron. Just because Trey got hot and you guys figured out Julius Randle and we didn't have a deep enough roster to get around your defensive schemes? Just because Derrick Rose got burnt out? Here, he, he followed up. Someone said, Knicks and Hawks fans beefing. I love it. Uh, and then this person replied, in the Nick Hawks fan TV, LOL, we got nothing but love for them. They're fun, but no true beef yet until they can get a few more wins versus us. They should be beefing with the Hornets and Pacers for that play-in spot. Pal, you're going to be right there with us. (laughs) You're going to be right there, you fucking moron. And by the way, I know you guys beat us when it it counted. You you guys beat us when it counted. You, You absolutely did. I'll give it to you. I'll give you a kiss on the forehead if you want. But guess what? We did beat you in the regular season. We totally did. So don't act like, don't, don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I'm telling you right now, the Hawks aren't going anywhere. The Hawks aren't going to win a championship. I'll come out and say it. I'll play this audio when they win a championship. Don't worry. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. I really don't think that Trey Young and John Collins and Kevin Herter and Clint Capella, I really don't think you guys are going to do that much. Danilo Gallinari with his mohawk. Are you a grown man? You're a grown man with a mohawk? 
that a joke? Are you fucking kidding me? DeAndre Hunt. I don't think that you guys are doing that much. You guys got the win against the team that won, that 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 beat their Vegas over under by a hundred percent. Yeah, you guys got it. You guys really did get it. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And also, go fuck yourself. So yeah, that was my rant. That, I think that might be my first like angry, my first anger, my first bit of anger that I've released on this podcast. Because it really did get under my skin. The, the, and, and you know, they, I'm sure they, they knew that, that they would do that. Uh, but I'm happy to give them. I'm, I'm happy to give in. I'm happy. Um... Uh, so yeah, man, that's that's really all I have to say. Again, this is a relatively quick one. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the weekly podcast. I don't know if I'm going to continue with the one a week on the Thursdays. I might move it around a little bit. Uh, my schedule's getting a little wonky in the in the weeks coming up, so I got I got to figure that out. And there, also, there's not going to be much to talk about. Um, if there's stuff to talk about next week, I'll happily do a podcast. Um, but again, this is a, this is a, this is a long long game. Um, so you know. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's really all I got to say. I don't know how I, I don't know how I should, uh, cause I, I have the, the intro for the podcast pretty much set in stone for now. Um, I don't know how I'm, I, I've been doing the, you know, I talked all the basketball I could, I've done all that, but also, uh, the, the, the I don't know if I should do any stay woke, stay without a knack. Uh, I don't know if I should do any of that bullshit. It's not, it's a little too much, isn't it? It's a little too, it's a little too hokey. Um, so you know, I'm for for the time being, I'm gonna leave it at, at that. I you know, I talked all the Knicks basketball that I possibly could. There really wasn't much shit to say this week. There really wasn't. Uh, it was a challenge, but you know, I did it. I did it. I and I and I, I talked all the Knicks that I possibly could. Still don't have a knack. I'll see you guys next week, maybe. It's no secret. It's plain to see.